0: Hey, Gracie. What? So, um, did you know that God is dead? No, he's not. God's alive. He's living on the inside. (laughs) No, pretty sure he's dead. Or at least, Jesus is dead.
1: Well, no, that's not true either. By the way, this is a garbage opening and you should feel bad. I should. But anyway...
0: Hi, this is the Feminist Critique where we talk about movies. This week we're doing Christianity. And yeah, it was a garbage opening, but I was trying something different as per usual. Um yeah, so we review yeah um so (laughs) we uh we review movies uh we kind of talk about them and then we put them to the tests both feminist and inclusive tests and with those tests we determine whether the movie is feminist or inclusive and um then we also ask the most important question is it good and today we're going to be looking at the highest grossing
1: christian film of all time are you fucking serious i'm wow. pretty sure that if you just go by films made for christians this is one of the highest grossing
0: oh yeah it highest. is i like because the second one was not as as high grossing this one Mm-mm. made a lot for a christian movie yeah well i mean there
1: are other christian movies like ben-hur or the robe you know but those are like came out in the 60s yeah um well, those and are the Ten like Commandments movies. and stuff like that, but like those weren't like the messaging wasn't just for an evangelical audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like God's Not Dead is like the highest grossing for a film made just for Christians. Yeah. And um, as a Christian, this movie is bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> Like uh, There are plenty of arguments to be had, which we'll get into. I'm going to at least use my own personal thing. But, like, Pure Flix has this thing where, like, they make all atheists out to be horrible people. I have friends that are atheists or agnostic. Like me. Yeah, I mean, and it's just like, eh. So, we'll get into that. Uh, first, I'm going to give you some stats. So, we did God's Not Dead. It had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 14% critical and 76% audience. This did worse
0: on the audience than Old Fashioned. Wow. Yeah. So, what was it for uh, the
1: audience? 76%. It was oh, okay. 85% for Old Fashioned. Oh, yeah. Was 76% okay. for God's Not Dead. <sighs> this movie is so garbage. But, um, like, this movie is better than Old Fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> acting a- is much better. I mean, it's, like, still TV movie, but much better. Oh, yeah,
0: much better, but still, like... <laughs> still TV movie. Yeah. Like,
1: Lifetime original movie or Disney Channel. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> um, it had a budget of $2 million and a box office of $63 million.
0: Which is pretty impressive.
1: It's, this is why I'm saying it's probably the highest grossing evangelical movie ever. Um, it was directed by Harold Kronk. Pull the lever, Kronk! What? His last name's Kronk. I made a joke about how his last name was Kronk.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. I, yeah, I didn't get it. I quit. I'm sorry. Okay, he,
1: God- <laughs> he also directed God's Not Dead, too, and he did these two, like, Mickey Matson movies, which are kind of like Harry Potter ish, but also mixed with the Goonies, but Christian. I don't know. I didn't watch them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was written by Hunter Dennis, who did a short film called Redemption, also written by Chuck. Conzelman, who wrote god's not dead too and do you believe which is another interesting christian movie which we might do next year if we continue to do this like make it a tradition who knows
0: well like and then with we have, these movies huh? basically they take uh a few stars from the 90s and like throw them into these christian movies
1: yeah see like God's Not Dead 1 has Hercules in it. God's De- Not Dead 2 has Clarissa Explains It All in it. Or I, you also Sabrina. forgot the most
0: important thing from this movie. Superman's in it.
1: Yeah, Superman's in it. Yeah. So we'll get into that. I'm not there. I'm not at the cast yet. Okay. Um, and then Carrie Solomon also worked on this movie. They're working on a movie called Unplanned, which I read The Info for, and it sounds like a horror movie about abortion. (laughs) Okay. Because, like, it's about this woman that works at a Planned Parenthood and sees all of these unimaginable things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, and they all, she, uh, Carrie Solomon also worked on Do You Believe. Um, all men, man-directed, man-written, no women. Um probably explains why the women in this movie have such, like, garbage. <laughs> oh, They're God. not we'll
0: great. Um,
1: Kevin Sorbo is in this movie. He plays Professor Jeffrey Radisson. He was in Hercules in the 90s. You know? Called classic, right up there with
0: Xena. Yeah. Um, uh, he was also in Andromeda. He was... I remember that.
1: Uh, he was also in this movie called Let There Be Light, which was produced by fucking Sean Hannity, who is a garbage human being. He played a he played an atheist in that movie too. Oh, great! Yeah, he's he's kind of typecast as the asshole atheist for some reason. But then they're not even really atheists, which, again, we'll get into. Um, Shane Harper plays Josh Wheaton. He was in the TV show Awkward. He was in the new God's Not Dead movie called God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness.
0: Yeah, Uh, and he was also in uh, Good Luck, Charlie. Oh, yeah, for like two episodes. Oh, I didn't realize that it was only two episodes. I thought it was for longer.
1: (laughs) No, he wasn't a regular. He had more episodes in Awkward. Um... Okay. But he hasn't had that great of a career.
0: (laughs) Gee. Uh...
1: Uh, David A.R. White plays Reverend Dave. He works on the TV show Hilton Head Island. He was in this movie with fucking Chuck Norris called The Bells of Innocence, which, if you haven't seen, it's probably one of the worst Christian movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It is horrible. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, but it's a fun watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a, uh, it's also got Chuck Norris's son in it mm-hmm. as the main character. Oh, oh. God. Um, but David A.R. White is particularly, like, one of the most important people in the Christian movie industry. He literally produces everything that Pure Flix puts out. Like, he's huge. He's. I mean, he started off in Christiano films, which Christiano films are like thirty to an hour long, thirty minutes to an hour long little movies that they doled out to Sunday schools and stuff. I remember watching a couple of those films. That they're, they're terrible, but okay. Yeah. So David A. R. White is like huge, huge in the Christian movie industry. Like he would be as equal to. Harvey Weinstein before the sex scandal.
0: Before the, you
1: know, allegations and stuff. Like, huge. Um, uh, Dean Cain is in this movie as Mark Shelley. He hosted Ripley's Believe It or Not. He was in a Lifetime movie about Lacey Peterson where he played Scott Peterson. And he was Superman.
0: Yep. Actually, recently... Sorry, side story. Um, The... Like a song came on the radio on our flashback cafe and one of the girls at the office was like, Oh man, this song reminds me of uh, Lewis and uh Lewis and Clark well, no, Superman. The super the show, whatever, the Superman mm-hmm. show. Um Lewis and uh, and Lewis and Clark. Oh, okay, that's actually what it was called. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess it reminded her of that. And I was like, Oh, Dean Kane <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? But um, no, he's a garbage person. But uh, that's besides the point.
1: Yeah. Uh, then we have Benjamin Oyongo, who plays Reverend Jude. He was in movies like Kwame. He was also in God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness.
0: Which is the which new is the one. The third God's Not Dead movie. Came out this year. Um, it did. I do want to mention one more person who's in this movie, and that is uh, Cassidy Erin uh, Gifford, who is Kathy Lee Gifford's daughter. Oh, yeah! did she and play? She played uh, Josh's girlfriend. Oh, the blonde girl. Yeah, you know, the bitchy cool. one who was like... You're, my mom I was right my about you. Entire
1: life planned out. Ah uh, this was my third pick for a school, but I came here because you wanted to, Josh. Yeah. 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 The, the nagging way. over protect like over possessive girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. This, but, this so movie. I'm gonna put it like this. Watching the review that Hugo and Jake gave it gave it on uh YouTube, they made a very poignant Um, sort of observation and that this is the crash of Christian film. Where where there are 20,000 subplots and not really any of them get solved at the end of the movie. Is it bad
0: to say that this one's better acted? Yeah. It... uh, (laughs) uh, One won an Oscar and the other one did not. I don't know. It's like this is this one's almost better
1: as far as story, because there aren't quite as many subplots, but they do end in a car crash.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs>
1: it's a, I thought it was a great observation. And because there are so many subplots, and because we do not want to be a tennis ball going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, we're just gonna take it character by character,
0: like we've done before. It's just easier. yeah because we'll be here all day if we did it yeah Um, like
1: I have it back and forth on the on my notes but like you could pretty much sum up what happens to everyone in like five sentences (laughs) yeah um except for the main two like uh the whole premise of the movie is that professor Radisson who teaches philosophy comes to class and says I want you to sign a paper that says God's not dead. Or God is dead. And if you do that, you automatically get 100 for 30% thirty percent of your grade. And Josh can't do it. Because
0: so, cause he's a bad fucking liar. Just a fucking lie, you piece of shit. God. Well, that would be wrong.
1: So he doesn't do it. And so the professor says, fine, I'm going to give you 20 minutes of the next three classes to prove that God Is not dead. And it will, and like they have a little back and forth, but ultimately it's up to the class to decide who wins the
0: argument. Yeah.
1: They're going to be the last people we talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because there's like. Before we
1: tie the rest of the movie, like before we end talking about how the movie ends.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the first person I want to talk about is Aisha. Okay. Aisha was. Uh, Muslim yeah. or
0: formerly Muslim yeah so it starts off that she's getting a drive with her father uh, so that she can work in the cafeteria at the local university because she's not actually going to class because you know of course this is an <laughs> e- evangelical <laughs> a whatever woman educated? Oh, yeah. not in this Christian home. <laughs> no because Muslim women aren't educated in this world apparently um, fuck. that's not even the worst of it. Okay. We have to
1: address the fact that she's supposed to be wearing a niqab. Okay. Yeah. Here's the differences. A hijab is something that covers the entire hair, but leaves the face open. A niqab is something that covers the hair and part of the face. And then, um, what's the other one? A burqa is something that covers the whole face except for a screen.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. So like, like it's those a screen are... over the eyes.
1: Okay. With all of these outfits that Muslim women, like, with all of these head coverings that Muslim women wear, they never wear short sleeves if they are wearing a headscarf. Yeah. And yet, she is wearing a headscarf but wearing short sleeves, which is not typical. Because when you wear a hijab, it's normally about modesty. Um, Also, women are free to wear the hijab or the niqab or anything of that kind of head covering without people fucking saying oh i'm sorry you have to wear that yeah because people don't in america you're allowed to do it if you want to and if someone's forcing you to do it that's bullshit
0: (laughs) and there's also the case that um also christians there's uh there there's christians in the world that cover themselves up uh for example nuns
1: yeah even Christians that live in Africa wear hijabs.
0: Yeah. And, and, it's, you know? and it's not just that. It's like, you know, whether it's, um, you know, some of the older sects, uh, Mennonites or whatever, like they have a certain type of dress that they wear that's a little bit more modest. Or there's, you know, certain uh, like sections of and Christianity you that. You
1: don't feel sorry for the Amish woman wearing a head cap and a long black ghoul skirt, do you? No. You don't talk I do. about how the patriarchy is horrible in Amish communities and how sexual abuse is rampant.
0: No. No, or the fact that there's um, other sections of Christianity that make children get married at 10 years old. No, we don't no. talk about no, that. No, we don't talk about that because it's okay when it's fucking Christianity. So there is problems in every sort of religion, no matter what. But like yeah, any religion that's taken to an extreme
1: is problematic as fuck and every religion has that. Even Buddhists. Mm-hmm. Buddhists who are like supposed to be the most peaceful of all religions, they have fighting monks. Yeah. Like <sighs> but anyway, this movie basically demonizes her father. Like it shows him saying, "Oh, well they don't believe in our god. They don't, you know." And it's just
0: first of fucking all it's the same fucking god like okay christianity judaism Judaism, and and, uh, islam are all the same motherfucking god like when people are like oh but they believe in allah allah is god in arabic fucking christians that speak in arabic praise allah too it's the same fucking god when a christian from the middle east says
1: praise god you know what they say Allah Akbar That means praise be to God Yeah Every single major religion falls as a Abrahamic religion They all consider Abraham to be the start of their religion in one form or another. Most Jews and most Christians think of the line through Isaac from Abraham, whereas Islam comes from Ishmael who was Abraham's firstborn from Sarah's handmaiden. Yep. Yeah. Second of all, Christianity and Islam have more in common than Christianity and Judaism. Christianity and Islam both consider Jesus and the Virgin Mary to be high figures of their um of their religion. The only difference is is that Islam sees Muhammad as a prophet of higher regard than Jesus, and they see Jesus only as a prophet, not as the Son of God. It's literally the biggest Mm. rift
0: between both religions. You know? (laughs) Like, Yeah. It is... It is fucking insane. And, like, the fact that, like, Christians in America don't understand this and don't know the history, like, they... And then... And then they do bullshit like this movie. Yeah. That is so inaccurate that it just... Like, watching it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, uh, okay,
1: so, so... Aisha... Sorry. Aisha's whole plot, it's really simple. She is practicing Christianity in secret. Her little brother finds out and then tells her dad, which... How her little brother knew that seeing fucking Pat Roberts or Billy Graham at the top with Second Corinthians, like, obviously he's a secret Christian, too, if he knew what that
0: meant. I guess. I don't know. You know?
1: But <laughs> anyway, she, he tells her dad, her dad beats the shit out of her and then throws her out of the house. And it's basically supposed to demonize her father because he's, um you know, a Muslim that has no tolerance. Okay, first of all, if any of my Christian friends were to convert to Islam, they'd probably get kicked out of the fucking house. And not just that... Yeah. I have seen atheists be
0: kicked out of the house and I've seen gay people be mm-hmm. kicked out of their Christian well, parents' house. Well, exactly. It's like they're they're saying like, "Oh, this guy because she accepts Jesus, he kicks her out of the house." Uh, like you fucking have like there isn't people out there who have kicked their gay son out of the house because he's gay. exactly so like that's why when i see this movie i'm just like what kind of hypocritical kind of fucking bullshit is that
1: the thing is is like this entire movie is based on like the worst fucking straw man arguments Mm -hmm. to make a point and then because it's a straw man like it doesn't take much to disintegrate the point they're trying to make like it works perfectly for its target audience but anyone with a brain that's willing to question what they're saying is gonna look at this and go this is dumb (laughs) yeah so that's that's Aisha's whole thing like her screen time is like six minutes
0: oh yeah and like the and then after that she goes to Uh, the church who like you know welcomes her in and then she you know at the end she's at that fucking concert like yeah which we won't really
1: talk about the ending because like there's the only thing that gets tied together but even then it's a really short tie i can't wait to talk um... about that part (laughs) and then we meet one of my favorite characters which is the Mita's murder i heart evolution uh, the new left-wing reporter.
0: Yeah. So, um,
1: <laughs> her name is Amy.
0: Yeah, Amy Ryan. And her deal is, uh, like, I guess she's supposed to be, like, a tabloid sort of reporter or something, but she works at home like, freelance. I'm reporter. not, I'm not particularly, <laughs> like, she's supposed to be a Perez Hilton sort of type but to like you know Except
1: she goes around ambushing Christian people and they're like Ugh, did you oh my god yeah so <laughs> she's she's on the phone talking to her boyfriend who is played by Dean Kane talking about how she's doing an ambush um an ambush interview with the Robertsons from Duck Dynasty
0: okay so cool this is how
1: like this movie only came out in 2012 but Duck Dynasty
0: died like. Three or four years ago, like right after this movie came out, which is, is it? When did it end? Uh, after
1: the one guy, the old, the old guy Phil was talking about homophobia. Like he said some homophobic and racist shit to a magazine, and oh, so they yeah. pulled the whole series. Like I think their daughter Sadie has um a TV show now, but I'm not hundred percent sure because I don't have any any.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, but... so it ended last year, uh, 2017. Really? Yeah, March 2017, yeah. Huh. Well, it they, took, like, uh, 16... they
1: took the old man off of it, but anyway, yeah. so uh, Amy goes to the Robertsons, and, like, one of the things she asks him is, like, uh, does it, you know, what do you say about people saying they're offended By the fact that you pray on every episode. First of all, no one is offended that they pray on every episode.
0: Like, I've legit, like, I've probably watched maybe a few episodes, but, like, who the fuck cares? Like, people pray, people have their own religions, and it's... I kind of feel like that's an argument that doesn't... Doesn't actually happen in normal society. Like, nobody gets mad because somebody prays on a TV show. What was the other thing? She was talking about, uh, oh, they kill all the the, the ducks she's or whatever. A super
1: vegan, so she's really annoying. She's like, so you make these things that call ducks to you and then you kill them? And he's like, yeah, we kill them and then we eat them. How else are we going to get them to come to us unless we, you know, use our duck commanders? and she's like so you admit that you kill these Poor innocent defenseless
0: creature. Okay, so like the chick who was playing her wasn't doing a particularly good job when it comes to this scene. Um, like how I'm saying it is how she was saying it. It was it was really bad. Like she was I guess she was supposed to come off as like this asshole left wing blogger who was like, you know, the microphone in the face and tell me why you're such a piece of shit. But it's <laughs> see, I could have done a better job than she did. Um, but yeah, she just didn't really do that well a job when it comes down to it. Um, but yeah, so... Like,
1: he... Well, Given says... my differences with the Robertson clan, yeah, he at least acknowledges that he hunts to kill and eat. If you're a hunter, that is the most noble thing you could do. If you are hunting to kill and to eat, that's good. It's yeah. good for the environment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Even trophy hunting, which... Well, the, I know a lot of people have issues with, but they should really take a look at the um, "Adam ruins everything" segment on that.
0: Uh, I think that kind of got disproven a little bit, though.
1: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm not a fan of like trophy hunting, only because like I was raised that if you hunt and kill something, you eat it.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the other thing she ends up saying to uh, his wife, Corey. Um, she's like, aren't you supposed to be barefoot and pregnant? And it's like, mmm, girl. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want that life? <laughs> Shit,
1: I wish I was rich enough to just be barefoot and pregnant all the time. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's... I haven't been barefoot and pregnant in like 10 years. And this was kind of funny because like her husband looks at her and he's like, want to try again? <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that like, was funny. <laughs> but but this was like a moment where like they've had a few kids too, right? So, but yeah,
1: like they're she's in her late thirties, early forties at this point. I wouldn't want any more kids. She
0: well, yeah. So she would have been forty at the time when this movie was made because because uh, she's forty four now. But yeah, it's yeah. Overall, these are just questions that like <laughs> a, a real reporter would have a little bit more tact than this. So I feel but like that, this character wasn't written quite wasn't done well. N- no
1: female character in this movie was written well. It's true. It was like I don't Elizabeth know how honest, to write female. no character was written well. <laughs> yeah, true. Um at least they weren't sexist in that regard. They're all
0: pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah but like um, they they had so, some they had some really bad actors in this movie
1: yeah so anyway amy um you know goes back home and she goes to see the doctor and then the doctor tells her that she might have cancer well she talks to her boyfriend dean kane about it and dean kane is like "Babe, uh, excuse me you have cancer we can't be together
0: anymore. Well, because first of all, he's like, oh, why couldn't she wait till tomorrow to tell this? And like mm. after
1: their date, because he wanted to have sex first
0: without all that emotional baggage. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ruined her day. OK. Uh, or yeah she ruined his day like he had like oh, this amazing this. sale he got promoted he wanted to share that with her and then she's like oh i have cancer and like that just ruins the date that's a real bummer gracie okay you can't exactly Nothing, be like hey babe let's Amy have sex after her over here huh Fucking Amy the Debbie Downer over here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Jesus, Amy, why did you have to tell me that you have cancer? Okay? Why don't you just go off and die now?
1: He basically tells her that. She's like, I thought you loved me. He's like, oh, I do, but I don't have time for this shit.
0: Like, we had had a fucking, yeah, we had a deal, (laughs) you know, both of us, totally hot, and, like, you're younger than me, and, like, I'm the rich, successful dude. And then, like, we were supposed to maybe get married and, like, have a few fucking squirts, right? But other than that, you've got cancer and you're going to die. I don't want to get into that messy shit while you're dying part. Bye. (laughs) Have a good life.
1: Bye. Like, the waiter's coming to the table with wine and he's walking away, buttoning up his fucking suit. Like and she's just staring at the wine that's sitting on her table. Like, poor Amy. But she gets the MRI I mean, done. she deserved Turns it out. because
0: she was an atheist, obviously.
1: Ugh. Obviously, she got cancer because she was an atheist. Well, that's
0: true. Only atheists mulligan. get cancer. <laughs> and, until they turn to God, and then their, their cancer is miraculously healed. Yeah, that's just the to only let way. You guys,
1: know, she lives in the sequel. She's cancer-free. Oh my god. <laughs> she lives. Like she gets the cancer but she beats it.
0: Good for her. Well, cuz because uh, be- she believed in Jesus that Jesus was going to save her from her cancer. Honestly, she didn't that's need like
1: any some garbage shit though. Like does that mean that people who die of cancer while being Christian mean that they didn't believe hard enough? Like Yes.
0: Obviously,
1: uphill to die on. How
0: how, how do you not realize this? If you don't believe in Jesus hard enough, then you're going to die of cancer. This is the moral of this story and her story. She believed in Jesus and God, so that's why her cancer is gone now. In the oh. new movie, okay. I'm so sorry.
1: We also have uh, Nina, who is um, Professor Radisson's girlfriend. She's a former student, and that's not seen as the creep factor. What's seen as the creep factor is that he's an asshole to her. Yeah, She's
0: also the the sister of... Dean King. Yeah. And they are both dealing with a mother that has dementia. But we'll get into that later. Well, I guess yeah, th- we'll kind of get into that because their stories kind Kane of the same. Dean Kane and Nina's story, because
1: they have such limited screen time together, like it's Dean Kane's story is literally his mom has dementia and he's an asshole. And then at the end of the movie, he gets a text message.
0: Yeah. From Nina.
1: From Nina. And Nina's story is Nina. her mom has dementia. She has no help. Her boyfriend is a fucking asshole. Like they're having a dinner party and... She's serving drinks and shit. Like, she's fucking Cinderella, which is something we'll get into. Um, but she's, you know, she's doing all this shit. And, like, she had left the wine in the car or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, so apparently it tasted shitty when they drank it. And well then, like, it's... everybody at that fucking table was such a
0: dick. Oh, well, it's probably, like, super hot out because... I'm assuming this is the South, like, Georgia or some shit. I'm not really sure. I think it's Louisiana. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's Louisiana. So, like, shit gets hot there. And uh, with the wine being in the car, it, like, fermented. Wait, it's already fermented. But, like, I don't know. It became vinegar or some shit. It can't happen. I'm not a scientist, okay? But, like,
1: any, any person that is not a wino... Or know anything about wine in general. I fucking don't, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, sh- how is she supposed to know? And like, she's so apologetic about it, and everybody is an asshole to her. And this ties into the whole, like, the entire theme of this movie is: is if you're liberal, you're an atheist, you're a horrible, you're a horrible asshole, you're a terrible person, and you're an elitist, and you're gonna die of cancer, <laughs> and you're gonna die of cancer. Or Until you turned to not Jesus, just yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, and she goes to see Pastor Dave, and Pastor Dave tells her, you know, you have something that's called the Cinderella complex, and this is actually some super fucking good advice, actually.
0: Okay. He's yeah. He's like.
1: Um, he says something to the effect of, you have what's called, um, what psychologists like to call Cinderella Complex, where you seek approval from a man to up your self-esteem when you don't need to. Fucking true. Yeah. I'll I mean, give him that. He ties it back to, you know, Jesus, God and through all things are possible. God and through him all things are possible. But he was right about the fact that as a woman, you do not have to tie yourself to a man and seek his approval in order to feel better about yourself. You yeah. deserve better.
0: You only <laughs> need approval from Jesus. He is the true love of your life. Become a nun. That's what he was telling us. Exactly. Her. That's
1: what I got out of that.
0: Yeah. That is that is the true path to being a good Christian woman. Become a nun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I want and none then, of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So see, we've already gone through
1: every single subplot except for
0: the main the plot? Best
1: subplot. Yeah. Which is the uh what is um there's a there's a way that they call it on Hugo and Jake. They call it the uh
0: biracial pastoral bromance. Oh, okay. So that <laughs> that's that's Mina's story, you- right? That's like that huh? was that was her story because she left.
1: Yeah, she ended up leaving Radisson. Yeah. And then going to the concert that everybody's at at the end of the movie. Um That's basically but it. But then we have uh Pastor Dave and Pastor Jude. Pastor Jude is from Africa and he's black. He's um like the There's actually two to there's actually several people of color in this movie. It was exciting. <laughs> there's like
0: two um, or no, three. But
1: there's there's three. three and they're all tokens, but at least they're there. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Pastor Jude wants to go to Disney World.
0: Because he wouldn't.
1: And Pastor Dave is like, okay, I guess. And so they go to get in the car, but the car won't start. Well, Pastor Jude's like, obviously, this is a sign. (laughs) You know, like, we're not supposed to leave yet. Our work isn't finished. Well Pastor Dave keeps calling around, he finally gets a rental car. The rental car guy
0: is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, because he's like, <laughs> he's like, after the car doesn't start. Satisfaction the- guaranteed. <laughs> well, after the car doesn't start, right? Because it's like late at night, right? And the guy's just like the car won't start. And he's like, well, I could get one, you know, for tomorrow or whatever. Because, uh, you know, I've got like other shit to do. I have, you know, my. I'm going out for death of a salesman. I might get the part of Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Which he ended up getting the part of
1: Biff. He did. He was so
0: excited. Exactly. He was so wholesome. Good. Yeah. Good job car salesperson you got the you got biff you got boofed he's like uh
1: dave's like well pastor dave's like so can you get me a car tonight and he's like um i gotta you know i'm doing this audition for death of a salesman and i'm really hoping to get a good part and um dave said what about satisfaction guaranteed
0: like fuck (laughs) off dave
1: like, Jesus, Dave, at this point, it's too late to go to fucking Disney World anyway. Take a chill pill. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Pastor Jude's like, Nah, man, it's okay. We'll wait. Obviously, we're not meant to leave yet. And then the next day, again, he gets a new rental car, but apparently it's the same rental car as the one from last night.
0: Yeah, that doesn't work.
1: <laughs> But it's funny because it works until Dave starts it. (laughs) Like, the rental car guy, he drove it there the night before. It worked when he parked it. But as soon as Dave goes to crank it up, it doesn't work. And then the next morning, Dave's like, is that the same car? And he's like, yeah, it's the same. year and the same model, but it's not the same car. See, the the last one was a Merlot. This is more like a, and he says some weird fucking other color for red. But it's the same fucking car. (laughs) Yeah, And so Dave goes in to try it, and again, it doesn't fucking work.
0: Yeah, that's because God is saying, Dave, you're not allowed to go to Disney World yet. Not yet. Um, but
1: then finally, after however many days pass, they're able to get it to work. And then they're um, stopped by all of this traffic going to this Newsboys concert, which Newsboys is a pop Christian band.
0: I've legit never heard of them. Me either. Um, (laughs) Oh, they're from Australia, though. Apparently,
1: but uh, so they get caught in all this traffic, and then they end up at a red light. And we're gonna stop there. We're not gonna go any further with them because now we get to talk about Professor Radisson and Josh Wheaton.
0: Are we already like on the main? Yeah, literally,
1: we have gone gone through everybody except for Professor Radisson. And Josh. Okay. I yeah. can't think of anybody else. I think we covered all the subplots.
0: Okay. So. All right. So, yeah, it starts off. Oh, we forgot the Chinese dude. Uh, well, his subplot is, like, kind of tied into this. Um, yeah. Basically, his we'll whole plot it. is he's an exchange student, and uh, he's in the same class as Josh. And he's like, and you what know, Josh sitting does in...
1: makes him a Christian because in China apparently there are no Christians, even though there are Catholic churches.
0: Yeah, but I guess Whatever. his family isn't because he's like talking to his dad, and his dad's, and his like... dad's like, "Oh, you could get us in trouble." <laughs> and it's like, uh, I don't know if that fucking okay, okay. Communism 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 is a, is it funny okay gracie Jeez. yes it is it is hilarious i mean the the effects of it are not so funny but you know no
1: see communism is good on paper not so good when human interests are involved yeah but you know like a society where everyone is equal sounds amazing on paper but in and the except- end
0: it's impossible to put to real life standards. But in the end, the most important thing is Stalin was pretty hot as a young guy. Ew. Do you bitch? No, that is not the moral of the story Ashley. <laughs> Did you ever see a picture of him though, like young? He's like
1: I mean, there were a lot of world leaders that were handsome when they were younger, but I mean, I'm not but saying I wouldn't he's i I'm not saying
0: he's a good guy, okay? Jesus. I'm just saying he was like, like
1: Nicholas the second like fucking handsome as hell. Horrible leader.
0: Yeah. horrible. <laughs> okay.
1: So I'm so sorry. Anyway, Josh is signing up to go to class and uh, he's like getting his registration all finished up. And this one kid's like, oh, you got Professor Radisson. Well, he sees Josh wearing a cross and he's like, you might want to change your mind and go with this other philosophy per- person because he's a horrible person. <laughs> like, he's really bad on Christians or whatever. And Josh is like, um, well, I can't mess up my whole
0: schedule, so like, uh." Yeah, so he decides to go, right? So then, you know, uh, Professor Radisson comes in and he's an atheist. He proudly proclaims this like, hey, bitches, I'm an atheist. God's dead. Fuck y'all. Yeah, that's see, exactly how he said is, it. The thing though,
1: is like in a philosophy course, philosophy is basically like a debate class. The entire point of philosophy, like the greatest philosophical conversation you can have is if God exists or not yeah like philosophy at its highest point is about if a deity exists or not
0: and not just that like like a lot of philosophers uh were you know philosophers for god right yeah like
1: radisson gives a whole bunch of um philosophers that were considered atheists but he literally like in one of them he said someone said what do they all have in common and one guy's like they're all dead and he's like no nam chomsky is still alive except now nam chomsky is it Wait, really i
0: thought he was alive
1: yeah. no he passed away when
0: uh, look it up he passed away no he i would know if he passed no bitch he's still alive okay He's old as shit at eighty nine, but he's still alive, according to Wikipedia. I
1: could have swore I saw that he had no, passed No, bitch, away.
0: he is alive. He is very much My alive. My bad.
1: So it still holds true. They're all dead, but no.
0: Richard Dawkins. Doc- Richard Hawkins is dead. <laughs> huh? Richard Hawkins is dead, or Dawkins?
1: Dawkins wasn't listed. Yeah, he
0: was. He was right there. Well, he didn't point him out. I don't remember, okay. Well bitch, Dawkins, he is alive is still too alive. still. I I thought he was fucking alive. But yeah, he's only seventy seven, so Yeah, Richard Dawkins is Richard Dawkins is like the epitome of the horrible atheist. Yeah. A little. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh. Um but anyway, besides the point. The whole point he had was that they were all atheists, but, like, some of them weren't even self-described atheists. uh,
0: Yeah, well, Richard Dawkins uh, actually says in interviews that he's agnostic, not an atheist, but he's known for being an atheist. Like, exactly. But he's not. Um, But And then they also shit on uh, agnostic people, like oh, you wishy-washy pieces of shit. And I was like, I feel personally offended by that. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I do not know what I want in life.
1: All great philosophers of the modern age are atheists. And therefore, he puts it to the class that because of this, they all have one thing in common, that God is dead. The entire premise of this movie is fucking stupid.
0: Stupid. Yeah. <sighs> Plus, I could did... do this movie.
1: This movie could be five minutes long. You're in a philosophy class. You are told by the professor that God is dead. Your response, if you're a Christian, is very simple. God is not dead because God lives as faith for people that believe in him. As long as people believe in something,
0: it lives. Also, he didn't mention one of uh, the most prolific philosophers of our time, Jaden Smith. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Is water
1: wet? (laughs) That's a Jaden Smith
0: question, I'm sure. But is water wet, or is it only wet if it touches us? I mean he's not wrong. We don't know. <laughs> is it
1: though? These are the kind of, See, I wanna to go to college and take those bullshit philosophy courses just to have dumbass discussions. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, when I when I touched on philosophy in my sociology class in high school, it was the most fun I ever had. Yeah. And it's because you got to like make up shit or like cite things and be like I believe it just because and then this is why. Yeah. So good. But, like, the entire thing is like, okay, as a Christian, if someone were to say to me that God is dead, my response to them would be that I wrote it down because I, like, had to get my thoughts all fucking good. It's way at the end. Um, do, 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 do. Na, 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 na. where did it go? Okay. The simple answer is that God's not dead because God is based on belief. God exists by belief of his existence. Science does not prove nor does it disprove that God is, you know, God is a thing. There's just no evidence to support that God is real except based on faith. There's nothing wrong with believing in something based on faith alone. Like, you, that's that's the argument for is God dead or not. God is not dead because God is living based on belief in people's hearts. Very simple. Okay. But, but they go through some circle jerk arguments. The,
0: <laughs> circle like, you jerk. never
1: hear Radisson's point of view. Well, cause... Like, it's supposed to be a debate, right? Well, basically, Radisson... You never Radin... hear what Radisson has to say about it. Well, you obviously... You only hear Josh...
0: Well, obviously, because if he actually said what he thinks, then that would convince too many Christians watching this movie that God doesn't exist. Duh.
1: Yeah, the only thing we hear is the tail end of Radisson's first argument that he, where he calls God a dictator.
0: I mean, truth.
1: <laughs> so Josh gets up there for his first time and says, uh, atheists say we can't prove God exists and yet the truth is atheists can't disprove he exists. He then uses the Big Bang theory to prove that the Bible follows along with the idea and cites atheist and theist sci- scientists. And then someone says, and then he said something about Richard Dawkins and I put in my notes, they always say Richard Dawkins. <laughs> um, but Radisson punches back with Hawking quoting that the universe can be self-created. Okay. And therefore, because of this, Radisson wins the argument. Or he at least shakes Josh off his game. Yeah. Josh's circle-jerk argument about, like, well, the Big Bang can't exist because something had to create the Big Bang is kind of dumb. He also cites in his next argument that there's um, a- an evolutionary jump But the truth is you can see evolution progress at a faster rate when the species becomes more advanced. Okay. So it's like, I don't know. His arguments were really fucking stupid for someone that's trying to argue
0: that, you know... Well, you have to think that this was written by a bunch of dudes who uh, were really wanting to prove that God exists, right? So they tried to make it like as smart as possible from their, like, you know, heads of not having gone to uh, university and studied for several, uh, you know, decades, this sort of, you know, philosophy and, like, the different, you know, arguments. Like, Josh is supposed to, like, be the one who wins this argument or to whatever He doesn't win,
1: though, at least to me. No, but basically... And I'm a Christian.
0: (laughs) But he's basically just, like... A fucking 18 year old kid taking, you know, one of his first classes and being like, you're fucking wrong because I believe in God. Nah. Here's a bunch of shit I read. He's every
1: overconfident white guy that sucks.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: there's always that one
1: guy in class that thinks they know everything when they know shit. Yeah. See, Josh, if he were to be smart, you, What they should have done is be like, prove God exists without the Bible. Hmm. You know? Like, because the Bible is written by man, and is translation of translation of translation of translation of translation of oral stories. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just... The entire premise of this movie is just fucking dumb. And I just... I felt like some of my brain cells died listening to it because, like, for its its target audience, I'm sure it did exactly what it was supposed to.
0: Well, yeah, it'd be, like... Well, because they're... Like, pretty much there's just all of these, like, you know, sessions of them. Uh, him just saying, you know, his his shit about, like, oh, this is why God isn't dead or whatever. But, like, nobody's really arguing that God is dead. No. Um, also, there was, they like, this side... at
1: the end of the movie... Which, I was gonna look up a couple, but fucking hell, there were too many. There were, like, 40 cases that they cited at the end credits of what inspired the movie. Literally, none of those cases cited had anything to do with the premise of the actual movie being that prove God is d- not dead.
0: Um. Also, there was, again, another fucking side plot with uh, Josh and his girlfriend. And, like, her deal was that... Um, you've got to get into law school yeah we have our life together we're gonna be one
1: with this was my third choice for a school but i went here because you went here because we're supposed to be together forever and we've been dating for six years and we don't even kiss on screen because it's a christian movie
0: yeah and like basically um I guess what happened was uh, she kept telling him like, "Oh, just give up on this whole debate thing." Like, you know, why the fuck are you even doing it? Which, she's got a fucking point. Like, calm down, guy. Like, it, I I know that's like the idea of the movie is like the whole basis, but dude, you're you're 18 fucking years old. Like, drop the class. Yeah. Drop it.
1: That's all you gotta do. You can drop the class or take the L. Because even if you fail this one class, it doesn't mean you fuck up your entire GPA. Will you be valedictorian? No. Will you pass and get your bachelor's degree in pre-law? Absolutely. But then there's some fucking joke about Radisson talking to him like, you want to be in pre-law? We don't even offer pre-law
0: certification. And then there was also, like... Okay, so, like... Radisson in general, like they, the way they were, you know, he's a baddie because he had a goatee. Right. So. (laughs) Right. All he was missing was the horns and the pork and the the pitchfork. Well, exactly. Like his whole premise is like this awful piece of shit, which he does act like an awful piece of shit. But
1: yeah, there's uh, no denying. But you
0: can still be an asshole and be a Christian. Well, exactly. But like the (laughs) things he was saying, like, you'll never get into law school from. I'll never let you or whatever. It was like, dude, calm down. Like, okay. fuck whatever dude like he was such
1: a dick but like he was uh well, that's was, a... i mean he was an elitist piece of shit yeah he was a chauvinistic abusive asshole to his girlfriend mm. he was abusive to his students there's that one part where he goes out and fucking grabs josh by the shoulder and like shoves him around and that's the part where he's like oh well i'll make sure that you never get into law school because you're trying to embarrass me
0: yeah um fuck dude (laughs) so then there's like the very end like we're not gonna get into the whole like fucking straw man debates because it's like
1: well the ending the end debate is the most important okay where josh tells him something to the effect of why do you hate god and uh the professor Radisson is like, because my mother had cancer and I was 12 years old and I prayed and prayed to him that he would help her. And then she died anyway. And then Josh's lovely response to that is, well, sometimes the answer is no. Oof.
0: Well, I mean. <laughs> well, what the thing he ended up saying, he was like, how can you hate something that uh does not exist and it's like ooh, (laughs) bird
1: because the truth is Radisson is not an actual atheist yeah he's what's called a mesotheist mesotheists are people who believe in god but hate him Mm -hmm. big difference between an atheist who doesn't believe in shit yeah because like when you're also one of the things he oh also one of the things he says is um how can you be moral if you know atheists can't be moral because what's the point? And it's like you can have a set of morals without having a god because if we go by morals of the Bible, there's
0: some there's some fucking shit in there that they do for God. So, but that's the thing: you can be a good person and uh, and like respect other people and still be an atheist. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're trying if you're only being a good person because you think you're going to hell, like are you truly trying to be a good person? Like the big scary man in the sky is going to punish you if you're a bad person. Like, I think that it's more noble. Like for example, if you were an atheist and you're just a good person because you're a good person it is way more no- like moral than say somebody who is actually an asshole or like would be an asshole, but you know, they're only afraid because they believe in God
1: but they do cite some scripture in this movie as to why that doesn't hold. Uh, they cite Matthew 10, 33, which is whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in Heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will also disown before my Father in Heaven. That's where that uh, whole thing comes in where you can be a good person but still go to hell. Which, Oops. if that's the case, it's pretty fucking shitty.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, there's there's a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in God, who, you know, do amazing work. And, like, you're trying to tell me that they're not, that they're going to hell because they don't believe in God? I think that's some fucked up shit.
1: Yeah, also, hell doesn't exist in the Bible.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I'm it was Catholic, created so. by, like,
1: Dante's Inferno and... Uh,
0: basically, Christian lore. I'll say I don't know exactly what you call it. I'm Catholic, so I kind of believe in hell. I don't know. Also, like, it's fun to think about when you think of
1: the seven deadly sins. Those aren't in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Those were again created due to Christian evangel early Christian and evangelical writings.
0: Gracie, basically, what you're talking about is uh, fan fiction from the bible okay and like some religions believe that fan fiction like mormonism that's basically fan fiction in general mormonism every fan actually if you think <laughs> about it in general all of it is fan fiction except for the jewish torah that's like the original stuff right and then everything else is everybody's fan fiction on what they think is right I'm actually yeah, like going to hell.
1: They also cite Paul. It's like you've heard of the Apostle Paul, haven't you? And I'm like, oh God, Paul! Fucking
0: Paul! Fuck
1: that guy! Women should not teach over men. Ugh. <laughs> Women should wear hair coverings before Paul they is enter a temple. dickhole. You know what? An Outlander. There's a saying
0: mm-hmm.
1: where uh, Claire, the main character, is like, Paul was a chauvinist. Like, what does she say?
0: Well, because they were because somebody was like, "Whoa, Paul says that a woman shall not speak or whatever. And she's like, to hell with Paul. (laughs) Yeah. To hell
1: with St. Paul.
0: (laughs) Fucking dick.
1: (laughs) He was an asshole, though. Like, yeah, he was the worst. Um, And then they also cite, uh, but the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So, maybe if a person doesn't know, but they don't do anything to deserve. See, this is they cited two things that gave opposites. In the first one, it says that if you acknowledge me before others, you go to heaven. But if you don't acknowledge me, you go to hell. And then in the second one, it says, if... They don't know me, and they do things deserving of punishment. They will be beaten with few blows.
0: Um, what does that mean for those of us who don't speak Bible?
1: <laughs> it says, but the one who does not know me and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. They're basically saying that if they don't do anything, what I've gathered from this section of the Bible is like, even if they don't believe in me, um. <sighs> if they do things deserving of punishment they'll be you know punished in the next life but like if they don't do anything deserving of punishment they won't be punished so it's
0: like i don't know is he <laughs> saying that um that uh, rebirth is is a real thing that um fuck what's the word
1: i don't know so the, the, the issue hint- is, is if you take if you take the Bible, reincarnation—that's
0: really- the word. Is he saying that reincarnation's real? No. Aw. Um. Because reincarnation's fun. The
1: issue with everyone citing the Bible and cherry-picking it. In the Bible, you have turned the other cheek, but you also have eye for an eye. You
0: know, like. Well, an eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. I know that one. Yeah, well, I mean, the issue is,
1: is like, there's a lot of inconsistencies, there's a lot of contradictions, because because the Bible is based on oral history that's over 2,000 years old in some cases, and has been retranslated so many times. Fan fiction. I'm sorry. And it's just, that's why when people are like, everything written in the Bible is 100% true, it's like, no, it's an oral history. That's been passed down. So, I mean, even as a Christian, I'm not really that much of a Bible reader. Like, I believe in God, but there are parts in the Bible where Jesus is an absolute total dick. Where he's, like, talking to this one woman, and he tells her, basically, like, she's no better than a dog because she's not Jewish. I can't remember the exact, the exact, um...
0: I do not remember that in Bible study. Oh, boy. (sighs) Okay, okay. Uh, First of all, I have to say this. Gracie, um, I don't know about you, but, like, I don't know my Bible that well because I never actually read the Bible. Sure, I went to school for eight years for, you know, but I didn't actually read the Bible. But you, girl, fucking know your Bible. Like, how do you know your fucking Bible so well? (laughs)
1: Because... She, she,
0: the... She just said a few seconds ago where she was like, Oh, I don't really like, you know, know the Bible that much. Bitch, you can quote that shit, okay? Like, just pop that shit out of your head and like, quote that shit. No, that's not nor, nor, people don't fucking do that. So explain. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. So the passage below raises, this is in an article, I had to find it. It says, um, Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew. To, it's in Matthew fifteen twenty-one to twenty-eight. I had to find it. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, "Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me! My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession." Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, "Send her away, for she creeps, crying after." us he answered i was sent only to the lost sheep of israel the woman came and knelt before him lord help me she said he replied it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their
0: dogs jesus why you got to be such dick
1: (laughs) Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. She basically had to call herself
0: a dog before he helped her. I mean, Gracie, haven't, haven't you ever called yourself a dog in the name of Jesus?
1: <laughs> I, so like. Woof. That's kind of fucking horrible, right? You never, like like you said, you've never heard that story before, have you? No, I didn't
0: know. I didn't hear that fucking story. And it
1: exists. I didn't make it up. So.
0: They don't exactly (laughs) talk about that in the sermon. Like, I don't remember that one.
1: um, Love your neighbor as thyself. Blah, 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 blah. The meek so shall inherit the I feel the like earth. if I treat people well, no matter what their race or religion, I'll be doing okay. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Um, yeah, so, long story short, when it comes to this deal, um, Radisson has mommy issues because his mom died, and, uh, Josh, uh quote-unquote won the argument and (laughs) proved that god can you is not dead hate something that doesn't exist i win mic drop well (laughs) because like the idea was that all the kids in the class who are all fucking 18 year old kids who don't know fuck all this is their like one of their first class and a bunch of them are like first of all it's the like chinese student that you know stands up and he's like god is not dead and then like everybody else else is like, God is not dead. God is not dead. God is not dead. One of my dead. favorite
1: things, one of my favorite quotes of this whole movie is when Josh, after he gets this assignment, goes to the church and talks to Dave and Pastor Dave. And Pastor Dave's like, well, how many kids are in your class? And he's like, I don't know, like 80. And he's like, do you think that those kids went to church? And he's like, uh, no, none of them have been to church. What the fuck, Josh? You judgmental piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, For some like, you reason,
1: don't... every person that goes to college is a liberal
0: atheist. <laughs> Obviously, Gracie, Okay, (laughs) only a few evangelical evangelical Christians go to college because the church pulls their money together and they get the smartest ones that can prove that God is not dead to go and take a few classes and to, you know, argue their point. That's what they do. Once a year, one special kid gets to, you know, because it's he is like the a smartest, make a wish, he gets
1: except not dying of cancer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a make a wish. So they they send one of their kids from the flock to college so that he may get an education and go on to become a pastor of the rest of the flock.
1: I was a bad Christian. That's why I didn't get a college education.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Gracie, you were a good Christian because you didn't get a college education. <laughs> that is the true path to enlightenment is being <laughs> ignorant as fuck. Didn't you know this?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, so anyway, he wins the argument. And Radisson goes home and he starts reading his mom's letter. And then... He tries to send a text message to Nina, his ex-girlfriend, who's, you know, dumped him because he's a abusive piece of shit. And, and then also he's like, you know what, atheist. I'm going to go to the Hastings Center, and I'm going to find her, because she's at that concert. And instead of taking any kind of public transport, he decides to walk. And yeah. as he's waiting at a crosswalk, it starts to rain, because of course it does. Well, because God hates him. As... As he's walking across some car barrels into him and then he falls to the ground and the car stops and then runs off. And what I've gathered from this even though it's not specifically said, it's that Dean Kane was driving the car. Oh. It has to be cuz Dean Kane's car was black and like he had just left his mom's house. Oh, okay. So So maybe maybe it wasn't Dean Kane. Maybe it was, but um, I'm going to go with Superman ran over Hercules. That's what I'm going. With.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 90s nostalgia at its greatest. Um, Only 90 kids remember. Hercules, it's...
1: you beat me in the ratings, but I've beat you with this
0: car. <laughs> <laughs> it's revenge. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking god. Um, yeah, so, um, well, yeah, because obviously dying. atheists hit other atheists, because that is God's plan.
1: Um, Christians aren't bad drivers.
0: No, exactly. They stopped Only at the women stop and sign. An atheist <laughs> <Only> one... <laughs> and don't forget Asian people. <laughs> um,
1: but anyway, so remember Pastor Dave and Pastor Jude were sitting at an intersection because the light was red? Yeah. Well, they see this whole thing happen. Pastor Dave gets out the fucking car. And okay, for, over first of them. all, like,
0: before we get into this, when they said, uh, when they were, like, driving, because I guess they're now going to Disney World or something, uh, and he said, oh, now we have all these believers. I thought he said be- believers, like like <laughs> Justin Bieber, Bieber was in the town, was in town or something.
1: Well, anyway, Jude and Dave, they're waiting on that light. Then Radisson gets hit by the car. So Dave gets out, and he goes over, and Jude's like, oh, well, his entire rib cage is crushed. He's bleeding internally. He's going to die. <laughs> and Dave looks at Radisson and goes, do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> and Radisson's like, no not really. And Dave's like, well, God's given you a mulligan. He's given you 10 seconds to change your fucking mind. You better do it.
0: (laughs) And of course he does because he's, you know, he knows he's going to die. So he's like, well, it's either blackness and nothing, or maybe I'll get into heaven, I guess. (laughs) So, you know, you change. Radisson, Radisson gets
1: that mulligan and he's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. And then he dies.
0: I remember watching this and just being like, what the fuck?
1: Because (laughs) that's how it works. You can be a murderer and someone that has raped and killed children. But in your last two minutes, you can say, God, please forgive
0: me for all of my sins. And then you go to heaven. I think that's some fucking bullshit, but okay. Yeah. So anyways, anyways, he dies. And like, you know, it's like... uh, now he gets to go to heaven like even dave's like you're gonna know all about god uh faster than any of us i know it's like dude okay um so by the way he's like
1: In a few minutes, you're going to know more about God than I do. Well, that's fucking depressing,
0: dude. (laughs) Okay, so like left winger blogger person, by the way, she went to the newsboys who are the guys that are going to do the concert. And they like told her a bunch of shit of like how, you know, God will forgive you or something because she's like, I'm dying. And they're like, come into our arms, child. So, okay. Yeah,
1: they're favor. And they're like, the producer guy's like, hey, you guys are on. And they're like, give us a
0: minute, bro. We're doing something super important. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So, I just wanted to tie up that loose end. So, now we're at the concert. All the main characters are at the Newsboys concert. Uh, there's, like, a full 15 minutes of, like, fucking music, right? And yeah. then there's, like, a video clip of Willie Robertson congratulating Josh. Now, they don't know that it's Josh. Um, but then apparently this has become news on a national level yeah oh by the way and the fact a that, lack of press coverage and, and the fact that they're like um the the part where uh willie like robertson or whatever is just like he proved that god's not dead good on him and then i was just thinking i'm like yeah but like the guy who per like didn't prove anything is actually dead outside the concert (laughs) but
1: nobody knows that see yeah also fucking pastor jude is like what happened here tonight is cause for celebration yeah there was some sadness (laughs) like You just saw a dude get plowed down by a car and die. And you say tonight is a cause for celebration because you picked up his blackberry and saw that someone had texted him, God's not dead. Which is what Willie Robertson is telling everyone. Get out your phones. Text God's
0: not dead to all the people in your contact list. I got texts like that, by the way. Oh, like when the movie was going on? Yeah. Oh, fuck me.
1: Also, I'd like to note that all of the Christians in this movie have an iPhone and the only people that don't have iPhones are the
0: atheists. (laughs) So iPhone and Apple are Christian. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Um. Also... So, yeah, then the newsboys play their song God's Not Dead and everybody's, like, it's supposed to be, like, this rocking concert or something, but what makes this even more hilarious about the whole thing, right, is that it looks like the most boring fucking concert. Like, everybody really can't act like they're enjoying themselves at this concert. They're just kind of, (laughs) like, swaying back and forth and, like, yeah, this is so great. When you're at a fucking concert, you're, like... You definitely don't act like that. You act a little bit more excited. Like, nobody seems like they're really enjoying this concert. They're just like, yeah, God's not dead. Woo. A little well, bit of I've shitty been dancing. To a
1: Christian music I've been to a Christian music concert, and it was at a church. It was a smaller country music performance, or Christian music performance. But that shit was lit as fuck. Yeah. You like- know? Like, that looks like the most boring, boring in concert you start of my singing, life. Lord, I lift your name on high. I am your girl.
0: <laughs> wow, girl. Okay.
1: I love um, that song.
0: Actually, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> but, like, this looks like the worst actual concert ever. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. The music's actually pretty decent, but nobody looks like they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> it's because I don't know why. Um, so, the, the movie ends nobody's loose
1: ends are really tied up. Like, Aisha is still homeless. Yeah. Uh, Radisson's dead. Nina has no idea that Radisson is dead, and she just sent him a text message saying God's not dead. Yeah. Uh, The one girl, the one woman, Amy, with cancer, we don't know that she doesn't have cancer anymore until the sequel. Uh, Chinese boy is still having some issues with his dad. Yeah. Like, uh, we we don't really learn anything at all <laughs> and, and none about of what th- happens to everyone. Like and,
0: all those subplots are just left open. And that's the thing, like these characters don't even come back for the second movie. Like nobody can, any of them. Nobody comes back for the second movie. The Chinese it's only... guy
1: is in the second movie, and Amy is in the second movie. Really hmm And then the guy that plays Josh Wheaton is in the third movie. The only one- major ones that come back are Dave and Jude.
0: Oh, okay. The pastors,
1: reverends, whatever. Yeah. Um. So the moral of the movie is, eh, all atheists are liberal elitists and they're assholes to everyone who is a theist, and God's not dead.
0: Yep. That so, movie was shit.
1: <laughs> the end credit scene gave like fifty fucking things, like, you know, court cases. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of those court cases listed, it said, "Are you being challenged for living out your faith? Contact
0: us at alliancedefendingfreedom dot org, which Gracie, honest question. as you know, somebody who is Christian, Have you ever had to actually defend your fate? Have you ever felt prosecuted for the fact that you are a Christian?
1: Absolutely not. And I tell you what, I had atheist friends in high school. And uh, one of this is when I was first introduced into atheism, actually. Uh, One of my good friends in high school, his name is Andrew. uh, Great guy. Amazing. He's still a great guy. He's, like, one of the smartest people I know. He's got, like, two degrees. And he's honestly one of the nicest people. When he found out that I was Christian, like, he was like, oh, that's cool. Literally. That is every interaction I have with someone. Oh, okay. That's it. Oh, I've never met anyone make a big deal out of the fact that I'm Christian. I've never met someone that makes a big deal out of the fact that someone is atheist that I know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever prosecuted somebody for, for being persecuted, persecute whatever. <laughs> I'm going to persecute you for fucking correcting me. Um, boom. Okay, boom. Um, no, uh, but seriously, like, I just, I- I've never persecuted anybody for, uh, for being a Christian because honestly, I don't care, like. If you're a Christian who's, like, an asshole and you hate gay people and, like, yeah, I'll fucking persecute you till the fucking cows come home because you are an asshole. But it ain't because of your faith. It is because you're an asshole. There's Mm. the difference. Yeah.
1: So here are some uh, fun little trivia tidbits. Mm. I will like to say I was perusing some YouTube comments This one is my favorite one, and it comes from Nasty Little Bagginses, and he had a picture of Siegel. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you know, Nasty Little Bagginses, you know, Lord of the Rings. He goes, it was the Wicked Witch of the West that hit Sorbo with the car. Who else would hold such a grudge against a straw man? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, I was like, dude, that goes in the YouTube comment Hall hall of fame. Just put it on a plaque. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, at the end of the movie, before the credits, a list appears on screen of 37 real-life court cases by Christian students suing colleges because they feel that administrators are not allowing them to practice their faith. None of the cases actually parallel the film, but many involve Christians expressing unpopular viewpoints about controversial topics. There were a lot of pro-life sort of yeah uh groups that were in those law cases so i'm assuming it's like don't harass people on campus about your pro-life stance or whatever yeah who knows um kevin sorbo was actually a runner-up for clark kent on the superman in lois and clark the adventures of superman really the part was taken by co-star dean kane huh interesting how about that? Yeah. Uh, Pure Flakes Entertainment. I don't know how old this comment is, and I didn't follow it up, but I, I just thought it was ironic. Is fighting a lawsuit by Kelly Monroe Kohlberg and Michael Landon Jr. claiming that this film plagiarizes their screenplay, Rise. The suit states the themes set up, opportunity, turning point, change of plans, complication, setback, and final push and climax and aftermath of Rise are all in God's Not Dead, and they're all the same. Really?
0: And of course, wow. Huh? No, right,
1: I just so, wow. If you don't know who Michael Landon Jr. is, his father was on Little House in the Prairie and was like one of the major original Christian filmmakers. Oh, I didn't know that. I know yeah. that he
0: was on Little House in a uh, on the Prairie, right? But
1: mm-hmm. I didn't. Also, he was in like a lot of old westerns, and that is a man who was sexy. Holy oh shit. I know. You Young know. Michael Landon fucking
0: gorgeous. He was pretty hot on uh Little House on the Prairie too. Yeah, like he was daddy. He was daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> you know have Like a part like of this podcast is us being like outraged and then making really bad jokes and then calling men daddy because <laughs> we
1: all have father issues. i don't know um doesn't all i thought it was funny that this film with all its moral outrage is being sued for um over a hundred million dollars in damages because of how much it looks like this other movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's interesting Mm -hmm. i thought so too
1: (laughs) so yeah that's that's all I got for trivia. I, I was gonna look up a couple of those court cases, but then I was like, fuck it, because I didn't want to spend the next hour before I had to start recording with Aisling about it. Um, now, tests. We have the Bechdel test. Do two named female characters talk on screen alone about something
0: other than a man? No. There were really not that many women female characters, no. so. You're gonna be surprised, though uh
1: racial Bechdel test um are there two people of color that talk on screen alone about something other than a white person yes really the Asha and her little brother where Asha is like don't tell papa oh yeah I guess you're right huh or even the part where her and her dad are talking like as he's beating the shit out of her and throwing her out of the house not saying it's cool, I'm just saying it passes. Okay. Um, Mako Moritas, is there a named female character whose entire point is not about pushing a male narrative forward? Um. Asha's character. Again. Or Amy's. Amy's character is more about finding herself or finding her faith. Finding Jesus, yeah. Yeah, so we'll give it a pass. Duvernay test. A person of color whose entire focus isn't about pushing a white narrative forward. Well, I guess we're gonna have to go with Asha again.
0: Technically. On that one.
1: Yeah. Technically. Though if we go with like, is she pushing the white uh, men who wrote this movie's narrative forward? Absolutely. fucking <laughs> lutely. Yeah. No fucking But kidding. as far as characters know. Yeah. Is she working for this propaganda? Absolutely. <laughs> um, then we have the sexy lamp test. Can you replace a named character with a sexy lamp and it not take away from the plot? You could literally replace every named female character and delete their entire story from the movie and it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, That's a fail. much. And then Vito Russo test. A person who identifies as LGBTQA+, who has a story that matters and isn't just focused on the fact that they have a different sexual orientation or
0: um, identity. There's no gay people in these movies. What are you kidding? Not unless they're getting converted. Wait, is that a thing? What? In these movies? Do they actually have...
1: I'm pretty sure there's at least one or two where they have gay people that get converted to Jesus.
0: Oh, my fucking God.
1: Well... I kind of want to do Saved, but it's technically not an evangelical movie like these. Saved is probably one of my favorite movies because it kind of gives you the sort of look that I have on my Christianity. It's got Mandy Moore in it. Honestly, when you get back from vacation, we might do that as a bonus because Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas is going to be so fucking short. (laughs) Yeah. So... Even though technically it's not an evangelical film, I think it's a good film to talk about how I view Christianity myself. So, maybe. Um, But that's it for this one. Uh, Now, is this movie feminist and inclusive? Fuck no. No, absolutely not. Um, Even though it passes a few of the tests, I would not consider it feminist because it only passes on technicality. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not inclusive because of all the Islamophobia.
0: Yeah. God, uh, the, that was like the worst part. Because it's like. Yeah. Like, do you guys not fucking know anything about. No. <sighs> That's the problem. It's yeah. kind of like that
1: lady, Becky Fisher. It's like, I've seen videos on the internet. Therefore, it must be true. <laughs> it's just like today my aunt shared that all the democrats in the senate or congress had voted against a 2.8 pay raise cost of living um adjustment for social security and it's like fucking no they voted for it but they said they wanted it to be higher than 2.8 percent yeah all you gotta do is look it up that's all you gotta
0: You don't look things up. Gracie, how dare you say you look things up on the internet? No, you are supposed to blindly uh, believe the things that you see on Facebook because that is the truth. Just so you know,
1: I have agreed um, with President Trump on one thing. I will admit to it. And that was he signed a bill into law saying that um, prescription drugs – Insurance companies can no longer tell pharmacists to only give them the price of what their prescription costs under insurance. They could tell them if a generic version was cheaper. Because apparently in America, insurance companies can force pharmacists to not tell you if the drug is cheaper through another way, through another option.
0: That's fucked up.
1: So, good on President Trump for signing that. I will give him credit for, you know, that's, that's what I'll say about anything. I will give you credit where it's due, even if I hate you and I do not agree with you politically. If you do something that's good, I will call you out on it. I still think you're a fucking garbage human being, but thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I live in Canada where I don't have to worry about that shit, so um... Yeah, I know. Sorry Um... about it. So, do you think this movie is good? Fucking no. (laughs) This movie was... (sighs) It was, I was the best really... one we've seen this month. Yeah, I know. That's what makes it really sad, because this month is okay. One gonna be fucking hilarious for anybody listening, but um, in general, it is the worst month when it comes to actually watching the movies. Because, but Seriously, the nice thing bad is, movie we're... month was fun.
1: Huh? Bad movie month was fun.
0: So yeah,
1: this fun.
0: This is stressful. Yeah, this is like posing questions about religion and shit like the two things you don't talk about is politics and religion but i mean we do that anyways but this whole month has just been talking about religion and then tying it in with politics and i hate it okay (laughs) i want to talk about fun stuff like uh, about disney movies and like this is why i did the podcast not because of this christian movie shit bull thing anyways i'm very excited for next month because it is going to be uh, much better movies. I mean, there's gonna be some tough topics, especially with you know the, the the first one because that is some problematic shit. But I'm gonna be a lot happier at least after my <laughs> vacation.
1: See, she's going through all this torture. But what you guys don't understand is this was not the month that we we weren't supposed to do any of these movies. This month, I wanted to do Disney princess movies, and she was like, no let's do Christian movies instead. You were so the one who brought said this it on
0: herself. You were the one who said in. it.
1: I was not. I wanted to do Disney princess month. And then you were like, Hey, Donnie had a great idea. Maybe we should do oh, Christian yeah. movies. And then I was like, Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. Oh shit. But you started it.
0: Oh, I did start it. <laughs> Oh God! So it's
1: all self-inflicted punishment.
0: You played yourself, Angeline. You played yourself. You played yourself. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, anyways. So anyway. Yeah. Let's hear those links. Next week we're going to be
1: doing Saving Christmas, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Cool. But probably something else too because well, it's not only next week. Five minutes long.
0: It'll be next week for you guys, but it'll be like a whole month month and a half like a month (laughs) at this point yeah because uh we're recording this october 16th so any of the stuff that we may have brought up that like has come into fruition uh we don't fucking know i can't read the future
1: no um so links you can check us out on our facebook page facebook.com slash Podcast. You can check me out on Twitter at South of Grace. You can check out our email, Podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our Patreon, thefeministcritique. Every little bit helps. Of course, you don't have to pay us anything, but as soon as we're able to get enough people listening and subscribing to our Patreon, we will be uploading some bonus content for you. Um, and then, of course, you can also check us out uh, on iTunes and on Google Play... Google Play and Spotify and most places where you get your podcasts.
0: Ashley, Yep, we're also on Twitter as Feminist Critique without that E at the end. We are on um, Tumblr as the Feminist Critique podcast. We are also... Um, we've got something else, don't we? I don't know. You? Oh, yeah, I do. Ha. <laughs> god uh, yeah you can check out some of my vacation photos i'm gonna be putting them up on instagram and maybe twitter probably not twitter but instagram i'm on as uh Agelines, a-i-s-l-e-n-e-s so um i sound like a real dickhead oh and you can also check out my new radio station i actually know the the, <laughs> the fucking um website this time and that is real country st paul dot ca that is real country Saint paul dot ca. you can uh, go and listen to me live on the radio uh my, from six until nine and that is on um mountain time so like colorado and shit yeah Woo-hoo. yeah i think that's like about it um oh and uh We've got, hopefully, at some point, we'll have a website and like a few other things all nice and. Tick-dy-boo. Yeah, and I think
1: during this long break, I'm going to be uploading everything to YouTube. <laughs> that way you can listen on YouTube.
0: I think we should probably try to get it on Stitcher before YouTube. Ugh. I don't know how to do that. I'll though. work
1: on it. Whatever. YouTube is easy. I just have to put our logo up and then put the. You know. Put the audio to it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it. Also, tell um, your friends. And, oh, this is what I wanted to say. Um, I would like to see some reviews of our podcast. Let us know if we're great. You'll love us. Let us know if you fucking hate us and we're stupid pieces of shit. I don't care. I just want some reviews on either uh, iTunes or Google Play or, or wherever. Or wherever you listen to us. That. Yeah. lipson, like whatever. Just tell us be like you guys are the best i fucking love you ajeline's so hot gracie's okay just kidding. wow <laughs> also, hashtag lady pod squad oh yeah and hashtag uh pattern family yeah so <laughs> hashtag feminism
1: you, we will see you guys next week so have a good one
0: bye bye